Blog Talk Radio.
reaching the young folks however he can. Brother Hill is from Brooklyn. A big shout-out to all my folks in New York and also my thoughts and prayers for all the folks on the East Coast with Hurricane Matthew doing, well, what only natural power can do. Uh, I hope everyone was able to get out safely. And for those who remain behind, I hope that you were able to survive the passing of the storm. Uh, a slow mover, 12 miles an hour, fairly powerful, and uh, seems like it's headed out to sea, but uh, it almost looks like it's trying to do a return trip. So time will tell, but I know folks down in South Carolina have had uh, power out and heavy winds, heavy rain, uh, flooding in North Carolina and South Carolina because they've had big rain down there already and the ground is pretty saturated with that being my my hometown. So, uh, again, my hopes and prayers out for all of those folks. Well, welcome to Our Own Voices Live. I am your host in the air chair today, Rodney Smith, and our topic today is fake outrage. Fake outrage. As you know, we've had uh, recently released audio tape and video of Donald Trump saying some things that he called locker talk, and we also had some WikiLeaks, that's unconfirmed email of Hillary Clinton and speaking engagement she had with on Wall Street that Bernie Sanders wanted to know what was she hiding. Well, WikiLeaks has released a bunch of what they have said are emails from Mrs. Clinton and or her associates that tells us what she was talking about. And some of the things that were in it were a lot of what Bernie Sanders had said he suspected. But because they have not yet been confirmed, uh, we have to leave it at that. But the comments from Donald Trump, well, it was his own voice and it was his own person on the video. Uh, he has since apologized. Uh, there have been some people who asked him to drop out of the race. Uh, other people have withdrawn their endorsements. Uh, some people, like Speaker of the House Ryan, have declined to uh, have him on stage with them. Those types of things. And Bernie Sanders, folks, isn't upset with the Clintons. Uh, we've had that. So the title of our show today is Fake Outrage. And then I ask, do we encourage our elected officials, our politicians, to lie to us? And do we have a certain expectation of that? Well, we're going to delve into that a little later. So, once again, welcome to Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live is a radio talk show that comes to you every Saturday, as close to 1230 as I can get it. And that's 1230 on the West Coast and 330 for those East Coast listeners, and we thank you all, you all on the East Coast, and we thank all of our listeners. Our Own Voices is taken from Our Own Voices, the print and digital magazine, whose purpose was to educate people on the African-American culture, educate African-Americans on other people's culture, and in general, educate us all that call ourselves Americans on cultures of other Americans. 
After all, we all came from someplace. But how much do we actually know about one another? Well, my belief is, is that the more we know about one another, the more things that we'll find that we have in common and we, things that we have in common versus our differences, then we can move the needle towards accomplishing some things versus sitting and spinning as we fight over things. So the mission of our own voices lies is to help build a bridge and to shrink the cultural divide that we have in America. And I believe that we can do it with talk shows like Our Own Voices Live. We can do it with our flagship, Our Own Voices print and digital magazine. Uh, we're also on Our Own Voices uh, on Facebook, Our Own Voices on Twitter, Our Own Voices on YouTube. Everything is Our Own Voices. So if you forget Rodney Smith, but you can remember Our Own Voices, just those three words, Our Own Voices, you can find us any place. And, of course, even our radio show is called Our Own Voices Live. Well, I hope uh, our co-hosts will, will join us shortly. But until then, uh, catch up on a little bit of current events. We do know that Hurricane Matthew is uh, hit the Bahamas and has gone up Florida, uh, Georgia, and headed towards South Carolina and North Carolina. Don't think it's going to start veering out once it hits North Carolina. I haven't seen the latest model in the last four hours, so maybe that has changed. But at that time, that's, that's what it was. And as I said, uh, my thoughts and prayers are to all of those who are uh, being affected by this on the East Coast. Also in the news, we talked a little bit about the situation with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. You know, we had the vice presidential debate, which was what I had actually planned to talk about until this issue of the emails and the so-called men talk, and I saw people just outraged about it, and, well, we're going to get into that. So those are some of the big news items that's happened this week that have happened nationally. Of course, you know there was just going to be one vice presidential debate, and we had it. Uh, Mike Pence seemed to pretty well by himself. Many people say it set him up really good for 2020 presidential run then. Um, many people said that it set the tone for Donald Trump, and if he had followed Mike Pence's pace, that he will actually, it'll serve him well. It'll be interesting to see if and how he can do that uh, in lieu of this uh, recent outrage over statements that he made 11 years ago. Are there statutes of limitations on statements and comments? Just curious. So, uh, that's uh, what we. That was that was some of the big news items, and there will continue to be big news items between now and the election, associated with the election, and associated with other things because that's the way life is. Uh, Donald Trump has since apologized. Uh, Billy Bush, who was on the bus with him and actually kind of egging him on has also issued an apology. And I was talking to someone who I haven't known very long, 
uh, this morning before attending a couple of events. And, and this morning we have Jim Heber, who has come back from uh, Palestine to give us a report on what he's seen over there. Uh, they had a uh, He had a get-together Thursday night that I was unable to attend, and uh, he was a part of an event with the Catholic workers on 502 uh, Van Buren. And as a matter of fact, they're still there. You get a chance to go there, and, you know, they're about peace. And that's a part of what their discussion was, was, was peace. Peace not only in the world, peace not only in the nation, but peace within ourselves. And they talked about different ways that you can deal with, with conflict when they come up. One of the ways is looking and exam- into yourself and examining yourself and determining what is it about whatever that's impacting you. Uh, that's uh, one way. Uh, they also talk about once you found out what it is, how to articulate what it is. Because once you're able to speak on it, maybe other folks may be able to understand. And if they're the ones causing it, at least then they have an opportunity to stop. If they're not the ones causing it, then they have an opportunity to help you. So I thought those were uh, some very insightful comments. And then I had to leave uh, because there was another event this morning hosted by the NAACP with uh, Alex Cherub representing the NAACP and was the moderator of, I believe it was a five-person uh, panel discussion dealing with Nevada's question one, which is associated with uh, a new gun law that seemed to be quite controversial. Uh, Frank Hawkins was one of the folks that was on the panel. There was Mr. Hamilton, a representative from the NRA. Uh, there was State Senator Patricia P- Spearman, who is uh, a Nevada state senator, who was rep- representing the sides that are uh, not or excuse me, who are supporting the new gun initiative. Obviously, the NRA and Frank and Frank Hawkins were not supportive of the gun initiative. I found it to be insightful. I thought that Frank Hawkins made some good points. I think that State Senator Patricia Spearman made some good points. Uh, things seem to get a little warm, uh, but unfortunately, Patricia Spearman had to leave to another engagement. Uh, Ender Hope or Ender Austin, Pastor Austin, uh, took over in her stead on the panel, and I will tell you that there was more action in the discussion with uh, Ender as a part of the panel. Uh, when I left, Roxanne McCoy, the president of the NAACP, was going to ask the question, and I'd also left the question to a young lady to ask about did this new gun measure, uh, did it also include long arms, rifles, shotguns? Because as many as you know, you have to have a license to buy a handgun. But unless things have changed, and they very well may have, you don't have to have a license to get a long arm. And so my question was, was this new legislation going to require uh, a licensing for rifles and shotguns and other long arms? 
there was a bunch of exceptions. Uh, for example, if you were hunting, uh, you didn't have to. Well, there was just a long list of exceptions. Hopefully you all will check some of that out. And I'll admit it did change me from somewhat supporting the bill to either being against it or, as a minimum, uh, on the fence. Well, before we go much further, of course, there, the show is not only hosted by me, but it's also uh, hosted by Mrs. Angela Thomas, and she has joined us uh, today for our discussion on uh, fake outrage. Welcome to the show, Angela. Well, well, well. It's Donald Trump's world, and we're just living in it, apparently. What do you think about this week's news cycle, Rodney? It's been a real roller coaster, huh? Uh, it has been a roller coaster, but I was just—I was I had a conversation a little earlier this morning with one of the folks from the gathering, and they kind of presented it to me the same way. And I said, "But is it real? Uh, you know, remember that old uh, commercial? Is it—is it real or is it Memorex? And Got it. I just. I, I, I ask, is it is is the outrage for real? Hence the title of the show, fake outrage. Uh, I believe it was on one of Devin Moore's posts uh, talking about uh, tapes that were released and how horrible it was for him to say those things. And my comment was, is this or I'll paraphrase, is it really? And is this isn't this what normally goes on? Uh, doesn't this happen in the in isn't this par for the course in the entertainment business at least uh, whether it's on the couch or the limousine or the uh, groupies after the concert be it male or female uh, when we read some of the books about the exploits of some of our athletes uh, I don't know if, if people remember what Daryl Strawberry said. Said, Are we even remembering what 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 uh, Derek Rose is saying right now on trial? I mean, are we at all surprised by this? I I understand your you and Devin's title, fake outrage, because are we really shocked that these words came out of Donald Trump's mouth? This is exactly what we said would happen when he put his hat in the ring to become the nominee, the GOP's nominee. This is exactly what we knew would happen. So how are we outraged? How is it that the GOP people, I even just before I got on air, I just read that, that of all people, Arnold Schwarzenegger is now denouncing his support of Donald Trump. I'm like, are you serious? Really? Now, that, if that's not the pot calling the kettle black. Um, so uh, that's why I said, is this really fake outrage? Uh, I, was, I was talking to someone earlier who's been involved in politics uh, for, uh, in D.C. Uh, on Capitol Hill for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And what she said was, well, yeah, we know that this is what goes on, and this is how men act. But the fact that we hear it, we're outraged. 
so my question was, are you outraged because it happened, or are you outraged because you're hearing it? And she says, well, it's because we're hearing it. If if this was something that was done in private, then it'd be no big deal. I said, well, actually, it was done in private. Uh, he, he happened was to it be private when you know you got a hot mic on you? What is the first rule of a hot mic? Anytime, if well, you guys, for those that are not familiar, anytime a media outlet puts a microphone on you, around you, by you, always assume that the mic is hot, meaning that well, it's on and it's recording. And now these, this rule of thumb has become more popularized because of so many incidents with the hot mic, a very uh, famous or infamous one was Jesse Jackson when uh, Senator <laughs> Obama was running for the president and Jesse Jackson uh, was overheard on a live mic saying Hot that mic. if he didn't uh, do what he said he was going to do, that I'm not sure what it, and I have to paraphrase, I don't know what he said he was going to cut or he was going to have his testicles, but he used different words. And he said he wanted to cut his his manhood so, off. Yes. So that was sort of not that there hadn't been hot mic incidents before, but that was really sort of the beginning of hey, you public figure and you near a microphone, don't say anything you don't want the rest of the world to hear. It I has it. happened. It has happened many times, even before the. Uh, infamous Jesse Jackson uh, slip up. A hot mic has always been, you know, in the new making news. Uh, I'm I'm not at, at all outraged either way that this happened. I this is exactly what we said would happen, as I said a, a moment ago, and this is. What men in power, with power that they can have, any woman that they that they want to have, it's not you surprising. Know what's interesting is that this is you know we're making it a gender thing because that's what politics do. It try to get the uh, try to get the upper hand, but for those who are in the entertainment business, uh, there are some female uh, entertainers that have shared their experiences with their male groupies and the things that they have had, or I don't know if had is the right word, the things that they engaged in (laughs) that the male groupies were happy to oblige them in. Oh, no. Oh, no, Rodney. We are not going to uh, involve the girls in this at all. Today... This weekend, we're roasting guys that do this kind of stuff. So, no. We're not going to go off on women. We're roasting the dudes that do this. The point is that this is not a gender (laughs) issue. Oh, yeah, this is very much a gender thing, Rodney. Well, this is a gender thing. This is a gender thing. This is a man that does this. This is typically, this is typically male behavior. That is not so typical. 
for women to behave in this manner. This is typical. It is known for you guys to be doing this, so we're going to keep it on that topic for real today. No. This is not surprising, but but this is one of the reasons it's not surprising. But you just said that it was people in power. Uh, no, I said it's power. men in power. No, no, no. I said it's okay. men in power. Well, I'm I say, said it's, I'm this, is, this is typical behavior of a lot of, I won't say every rich, powerful, uh, successful man behaves this way, but they certainly have uh, the ability to act this way. So, but, you know, so I don't, don't want to cast disparaging across all rich, powerful men. Cause I don't know. But don't women I don't, I don't know who that. are rich? Don't women who are rich and powerful have the same ability? Uh, no. Don't uh, not in the same fashion, Rodney. Right? Not in the same fashion. Know, and and I, I think we're getting for, off the topic. We know for. I disagree. We, know for we can just fact. say I disagree. Okay I disagree, disagree. Right? But it's okay. I disagree. It's okay to disagree. It's okay yeah. to disagree. I disagree. Uh, we're free to disagree. But we know for a fact there's plenty of books. This is not conjecture. This is reality that female entertainers are on the record stating that they have. But it has nothing to do. It may be in book Rodney, but it really has nothing to do with the topic at hand. False outrage over something that we knew this particular individual has done, would do. It, we we all knew this was coming. Well, my my, I guess where I'm going is is that it's fake outrage for many different reasons. It's fake gender outrage because how can we be outraged about something that we know happened with both genders? But if you want to stick to male genders for the conversation, I'll do that. How can we be outraged about something that we know? Something that we acknowledge happens all the time. Uh, so why would we be outraged over something that we know and expect? As a matter of fact, I guess I guess the same so way. I guess the same way that uh, police brutality is not new. What's new is that we're catching it with our uh, camera phone. I I agree with the person that you were speaking with earlier saying that the the outrage comes because we're we're experiencing it. We're seeing it. We're seeing him pop out of the bus after having that very uh, lightning rod type of conversation with uh, Mr. Bush in the bus and then watching both of them pop out of that bus after having that very, we all can agree, uh, disrespectful conversation. That was a conversation they wouldn't, he he even said himself last night, it's it's embarrassing. It's, It's not anything that he wants widely known that he speaks in this manner. Um, we can all agree that, this is this is this is not cool, and, and the reason that it's highlighted is not a good thing. That people, that myself and others are upset and saying, "See, that's what I'm talking about." Is because it's caught 
on camera and we watched them pop right out of that out of that bus last night and you know Billy Bush basically uh, made uh, putting the young woman on the spot to hug Donald Trump and kiss him on the cheek and knowing where that's coming from where that energy is coming from he wasn't just oh let's be friendly with Donald Trump they were they were both standing there having a private snicker I'm very upset for Miss O'Donnell, who is a striking woman uh, on television, but she's stunningly beautiful in person. And, uh, and from my personal experience in uh, covering events alongside her, very nice lady. She seems to be a very nice lady. I don't know her, but I have covered red carpets, as well as I. the last thing I saw her at was the uh, – National Association of Broadcasters, the induction of uh, of American Idol into the Broadcasters Hall of Fame here in Las Vegas. Had a lovely conversation with her. She's a, she seems to be a very lovely woman. And it's sad to see her admonished and, 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 and degraded like that uh, by a peer. And, you know, we're we're all on... Donald Trump's head today, but we should also be on Billy Bush's head as well because it's just disrespectful. That's his co-worker. It was. It was. It's just you know the outrage is because you see it, you hear it. It's live. It's like when we get one of those opportunities to view uh, a racial incident, and you and, and we. Black people are like, see, that's 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 it right there. That's what we're always talking about, but we they act like they never understand it because it's nothing, no tangible evidence to back us up. That's why women are upset because it's finally some tangible evidence of what we're always talking about. So, as far as the conversation that. Donald and Billy Bush had I have not said That it didn't happen What I said is a fake outrage And I call it fake outrage Because This is something we've known How Donald Trump Has conducted himself On on television In public For roughly a decade At least We've known what he said on Howard Stern. We've known what he said on yeah, and Playboy, Playmate. The, 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 I mean, we've, so, seen, we've seen a lot of instances of him being this very dude. Absolutely. So and that's why for, in that context for, for, I can agree with your title. Is this fake outrage? In the context of Donald Trump, I, we, we, didn't we anticipate this? So, in, so that's why I say the outrage. Yeah, there's outrage, but why is this any more outrageous than anything else? Now, what I was told this morning, and it was by a woman, he said, yeah, but we actually heard him. And I said, okay, so you you heard him before, though. So is this any more than anything else? Is, Is this different from how he has been? I don't see the difference. And you made a point about... Uh, when we see uh, police abuse, 
Well, I'm not outraged by it. I don't like it, but I'm not outraged by it. And I'm not outraged by it because I'm unfortunately used to it. It is not new to me. This is something that has been happening and I've been exposed to. Now, I did it for people who were just getting exposed to it. I can see why it is so outraged, but, but this is the norm. It's the status quo. It's not unusual. So Donald Trump's behavior is his norm. It's not, not only is it his norm, but it is also the norm of people when they talk in private. And that's why it's, we, we, in the discussion earlier, I said, so what we're saying is that it is okay with us. However and whatever a person does and say in private, as long as we don't actually witness it ourselves, we can hear about it from someone else and we can accept it. But once it's in somewhat the public domain by that person, it's somehow different. And I question, well, how can it ever change? Because doesn't that mean we just want people to lie to us? And whoever is the better liar is the one that we support because the other person couldn't, what was told to me, hey, this is about imagery, and if your imagery is, in other words, you don't have a better PR than the other person, it doesn't make any difference whether the one who has the best PR is as their PR says or is different. What's important to us in the electorate is that they have the best PR. And my comment to that is I think we are selling ourselves a bill of goods because that encourages people to continue doing what they have been doing except more of it. I think what's going on now is an awakening. The fact that your private moments are are now subject to be a part of your public record um, forces you to really make a determination of who you are, who you really are. Are, are you lining up? all the way across the board with who you say you are? Or do you have shortcomings or whatever adjective you want to put on it? I see your point, Rodney, but, I again, I, I think what's going on now in society, particularly with public, public uh, figures, is that they are having to meet themselves in their totality, in their highest self as well as their lower debased self. Well, what, and what, I what that forces is, us to do as as the public is make a decision: is the work that they're they're doing. Um, you know, like with, let me give an example, like with Dr. Martin Luther King and the alleged adultery 
but he did a lot of great works. But it's alleged. It's not proven. It's alleged. I think there's, there's, I think there's a it's difference. Alleged. Somebody could allege right and now that I'm, I'm just saying, Rodney, I'm just, I, I hadn't finished my point, though. I took that scenario for a, a reason. It, and I did say alleged for a reason. Now we're living in a time where cameras are everywhere and most likely whatever you're doing in the dark, undercover, someone is filming it. Some entity is filming it nowadays. So things that are that used to be alleged in the past is in this present day and age with cameras and hot mics and all of these instruments to record things. Now public figures do not have the option of having the alleged in front of their uh, lesser attributes. So, again, it goes back to the same topic, though. We know, as an example, how things have been normalized because of public figures' actions. And one of the most famous is Bill Clinton saying that I did not have sex with that woman, Lewinsky. And then we got DNA proof he did something. Well, well, he got on the stand and said that it was oral sex, which, you know, we've talked about on the show previously, which is not sex. And my retort usually is, well, that you got sex in the name. But he said, and the difference in his mind was because he said he was not the deposed. And I always chuckle at that because I just always thought, well, if you're splitting some hairs, there's, you know, since we're talking about sex, there's a bunch of pubes that just got split. But what came out of that is that oral sex in American society became much more normalized. Matter of fact, it was even in some rap videos, it's called a, uh, I think it's called the Lewinsky. So, we know that when these things happen, instead of people moving away from it, we actually tend to embrace it and it becomes a part of our normal lives. And in this particular instance with President Clinton, it changed the, a part of the fabric of society in what was considered decent and indecent. Now, President Clinton apologized. And after his apology, you know, people forgave him. And he he finished his time in office. And so from that, even though apologies had been given in the past, from that we got into a cycle of where when a person has done something that they're called on it, Usually after they can defend it no longer or it's just blatant proof, they apologize. So once they uh, once they apologize, as in the case of Bill Clinton, all is forgiven. Or is it? With Bill it was. What is the standard? 
is it fake outrage or not? And what difference does it make whether a person does it privately that we assume versus taking something private and making it public and then condemning the person for it? I always say, who would be willing to take to have had their home conversation, their private conversation, recorded without their knowledge, and then without their knowledge to be released into the public domain. Who could withstand that? Well, in in the in to the point of the Donald Trump tapes, the Trump tapes as it's trending on Twitter right now. This was not a recording without his consent. He knew that he was there with Access Hollywood. He knew he was there to tape this scene at the soap opera. He agreed to be mic'd up early. He knew the mic was hot. That is a consent. Now, if he forgot, that's something else. But he he knew he was being recorded. He knew he knew was he was, but he knew it was being recorded. Did he? Yes. He said it was a private conversation. A private conversation. Because you, for, you be, no, Rodney. Hold on, hold on. You and I are both in media. Donald Trump is is often given a pat on the back for his many years of working in television and in media and being successful at that. Made a lot of money doing that. He understands the context in which when you are mic'd up on set, you are mic'd up. Period. Well, what I'm saying is he said he said two things. He said it was a private conversation, and he, last night, around midnight, I'm told, I tried to stay up, but Friday night I crashed early, so I was asleep before 9 o'clock. Uh, he apologized. So if the standard is when you do something, you render apology an, an apology and move on, well, He's rendered his apology. Are we going to move on, or will this be an albatross to him? So far, nothing else really seems to have stuck uh, to any significant uh, extent. Of course, everybody's waiting and say, well, this next one, this is the one. This could be the one, but it's still asked, is this fake outrage when we act as if we have been offended by someone that has shown their actions to us for, I believe, 15 months now. I'm not surprised. By the Trump tapes. 
this is exactly what. Are you what. outraged? Are you outraged? I am. I'm not even outraged by it. I, I, I understand it from a couple of different angles, I, I feel. I understand it from media perspective. I understand it from a, a female perspective, from a gender perspective. Well, politically, any what what was explained to me this morning, which I don't disagree with, uh, she says anytime something has been exposed that can be used against you, it is the job of the other person to exploit it. Uh, similar to Rahm Emanuel paraphrasing, never allow a tragedy uh, to go by unused and unexploited. So Donald Trump has this paid relief from 11 years ago, and now everyone is outraged because of something that I don't haven't heard anyone say they're surprised to hear it. I've heard them say they're outraged. I've heard them categorize it as misogynist. I've heard a lot of adjectives. But not, no one said they're surprised. Well, then, it, it, again, it begs the question, well, if you're not surprised, are you outraged? Now, you don't necessarily have to have one to have the other. But is it fake outrage or is it real? And should it even be real? Uh, do we want our politicians to lie to us and show us who they want us to think that they are, even though they're not really it. Uh, very similarly to the emails that were released by WikiLeaks uh, founder Julian Assange, and he did tell us he was going to release some stuff in October on, on the Clinton, and he released some emails, I forget the number, where it talks about the conversation and the topics of conversation when Secretary Clinton gave those speeches that Bernie Sanders talked about on Wall Street and with with foreigners. And all along she said that there was nothing important, there was nothing significant in any of those speeches. Now everybody knew she got paid quite a bit of money for some non-significant speeches, as she called it. Well, now that the emails have been released, pretty much Bernie Sanders couldn't have scripted it any better. Any more accurate. What thought might be in the speeches. And sure enough, in those speeches, according to those emails, which are, are yet to be confirmed, that there is conversation of her saying that there's her public self that she says to one group of people, mainly us, and then there's her private self that she shares with another group of people, mainly the rich and the powerful. And that is the way she conducts business. Who doesn't have this multiplicity in their life? 
You are a different person at work that you than you are with your friends. You are a different person at work than you are with your friends, than you are with a girlfriend. We all have dualities. We all have multiplicities uh, as human beings. Um, we are not, also, we are not perfect. We all have done things or different from the image that they thought of you. This is a equation that in some instances we all have to answer to and rise to. I, I just think that public figures today, especially when you allow a media outlet to mic you up, need to understand in this digital age, everything exists. If you don't want it said, if you don't want it shown, don't say it. If you don't want it repeated, don't email it. If you don't want it shown, don't take that picture. That's the that's the bottom line of who we need to be today. If you don't want it, don't do it. So what it sounds like, though, is don't be who you are. You can be, be who you are, be, but understand be that. Something. No, Ronnie, you can be who you are. I'm just. Bureau of Investigation to look through all of your emails. Yahoo did that. That just came out last week. Mm-hmm. So this is what this time means. It means that everything you do is subject to come back to you. And it can be put in a context different than how you present yourself. So, again, you, well, first of all, everyone, you're listening to Our Own Voices Live. This is Rodney and Angela, and our topic today is fake outrage. And what <laughs> we're talking about is the uh, recently released audio and video of Donald Trump talking to, I think it was he, uh, one of no, their, they were talking to. He uh, was talking to Billy Bush, and Billy Bush was there on behalf of his uh, 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 outlet he was working for, Access Hollywood. Access Hollywood, thank you. Uh, so we're talking about that, and we're talking about the emails that were released of Hillary Clinton that some people say had it not been for the uh, email release, there would not have been the Trump release. Uh, So in other words, uh, Julian Assange (laughs) had made these allegations, these assertions last month or so that he was going to do this in October. Uh, He has done it. It was starting out to be a whopper of a story because it did confirm, or some people believe it confirmed, many of the suspicions of Mrs. Clinton. And shortly after those emails were released, there was the story, or around the same time, there was this audio and video uh, of Donald Trump uh, speaking with Billy Bush uh, in 
on Access Hollywood. And not, I, I listened to the uh, Talking Heads last night, and they said, well, really, the Hillary Clinton story would be a huge story right now, but because of the Donald Trump story, Hillary Clinton's story is being eclipsed. So I had to ask myself, but does it change the story? <laughs> is is it still what she said, what she actually and truly believes in? Because in the emails, it states she is all for TPP. She is uh, all for bringing Wall Streeters in to fix our financial system. As a matter of fact, all of the allegations that Bernie Sanders made against her and some that President Obama made against her in 2008 were, it's alleged, to have been confirmed in these emails. Well, so far, the emails that Julian Assange has leaked have been, well, it's been real. They've been accurate. Uh, Some people say, well, yeah, but look how these happened. They were hacked. And I said, oh, you mean somebody did something they weren't supposed to, to gain access Mm -hmm. to somebody saying something they weren't supposed to. Now, mind you, folks, like I just said, Yahoo willingly created a, a two software systems, two 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 programs where the FBI could go through your email account without your consent, without your knowledge. So, in essence, we all being hacked. Well, and that's just where I was going with it. Yep. There are people who were upset because of the methodology of re- retrieving the information from these emails. Now, but people don't seem, or at least not yet, upset <laughs> over all of our emails that go, and, and really it's not Yahoo. I mean, the reality of it is all of our stuff, somebody's tracking Looking it. At. Uh, most yeah. of the time, it's corporations that deal in marketing, and it's also the government. So why are we up, why are we using the juxtaposition of oh well these were gotten you know in a negative way and they really should still be hidden because the only way to get them was to hack them well heck the story on Donald Trump was laying there for how many years eleven and nobody did anything years. with it until absolutely somebody and- decided. Hey, let's go in and pull this up on Donald Trump. And, and they did it. And mind you, there's all it's it's referred to as B-roll. I mean, it's just outtakes of stuff that you are not going to use for your story. So we it's have part of media. big items, and these things are probably not going to change. There's more microphone and cameras than ever. Than uh, every ever. cell phone has them. Most buildings have them. As a matter of fact, the highways have them. Apparently, almost every place on the highway has it, except where I was engaged in a hit and run. 
because the police still haven't found the guy. Your hit and run, Rodney and Kim. Your hit and run and Kim K's jury heights. Only two places where cameras were not found. Okay, now, now, I, I don't know if I want to be included. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got evidence of my hit and run. <laughs> Yeah, no she evidence. got evidence of her jewelry heist too. She don't have that ten million dollars worth of jewelry no more. Hey, that jewelry could have been <laughs> moved any kind of way. I'm just saying, my car was obviously <laughs> impacted because it was about eight. I, I keep saying eight, but it's actually twelve inches shorter in the back, and I had actually bodily harm done to me. As a matter of fact, yeah. I went through physical therapy. Uh, yesterday that I was recovering from at the gathering. So, but, you know, I'm kind of making light of it, but we are sure. in a new world today. And really, my question for this particular show is, you know, we tend to go outraged on a thing as the media tells us. Is it, and I was just going to say, is it us that's outraged or is it the media casting the story as if we should be outraged? We're all stomping through the streets and throwing tea into the harbor. We're, you know, hot as fish grease. You know, is it us or is it them telling us we should be? Well, that's a good question because I remember when, you know, we ha- we've had various conversations on the show about the condition of the black community. Oftentimes it involves education, it involves employment, business ownership, family, right, safety. We've had those Mm -hmm. those, uh, conversations right on the show. Now, going back to Donald Trump, Donald Trump brought up those things in a speech when he was doing his African-American outreach. And all of a sudden, the same things that we hear with our peers in private, all of a sudden things got better. Education wasn't that bad. Unemployment wasn't that bad. Our streets suddenly became safe. Our schools got better. And I thought about that. And I said, why are we now saying something 180 degrees different but what we just got through talking about last week, the same things that Donald Trump had said, we were saying those same things the week before. And I say we, I'm talking about the collective we. You can see it all over social media. You can see it on Facebook. You can go back to the date, do your search, and pull it up. And you will see us having these conversations. But because Donald Trump said it, I mean, really. Now, I don't know if our statistics got better overnight, but I know the narrative literally went 180 degrees from it. And I mm-hmm. thought, why? how can that be? Oh, well, media told us that we should be outraged. Well, as an African-American person, I'm pretty cognizant of what I should be outraged about. And if I was going to be outraged, which I think is an overly used term, but if I was going to be outraged, I would be outraged over the media that is now telling black people to be outraged because Donald Trump is saying the same thing that we've been saying. And I would say to those same people, I said, now this election 
It's going to happen. And one of or the two of the main two-party candidates are going to be our president. Now, if we're publicly making statements that our schools, oh, our schools are pretty, they're not that bad. They're pretty nice. All our communities, now nah, they're safe. I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, unemployment? Nah, unemployment is not that bad. We're only, it's only twice as high as for white people. The same twice as high that it's always been. But, you know, these were the things that were coming out of people's mouths. And I thought, well, let's just say Hillary went. Well, after the election, and then we go to her because then we're going to start talking about our schools and our neighborhoods and our joblessness rate. She could easily say, well, you know, I have other pressing issues because it's not that bad for you guys. And then we say, no, it is that bad. And there's a recording of us saying how it wasn't that bad. If Donald Trump gets elected, to the chagrin of a bunch of folks, obviously, but the same thing for Hillary. But if Donald Trump gets elected, and he did African-American outreach, and actually used some of our old talking points that we rejected, so if he got reelected and we went to him and said, hey, Donna, our schools are jacked up. We need some help. Suppose he just queued up the tape of us saying, oh, no, I don't we'll know what Donald Trump is talking about. Things aren't that bad. And I say if we were going to be outraged, we should be outraged at ourselves, one, for being so gullible, and two, for the media that says that it's there for us, Actually leading us down a path Of of destruction So those This is the environment In which I believe Fake outrage As well as The media And this, these are news outlets You know we say media And that, that's everybody I mean that's, books, that's At everything. this point everybody's the media When you have Um wrongful deaths being recorded on cell phones and uploaded, either live-streamed or uploaded to YouTube, live-streamed on, on Facebook and or and or upload, recorded and uploaded to YouTube. We're, that's the age we're living in. We're living in an age where everybody's the media. So since everybody is media, if everyone censors themselves, because of media, do we really have freedom of speech and expression? And if everyone's going you to be do outraged, if you just say everything you want to say, and, and damn it will to everyone heck. be outraged <laughs> as they find out that the fantasy, or that it's been a fantasy all along? And, and I ask the question because will it be that we're outraged that we'll do something to change it, or will it be that we will it'll just be bought into the societal norm as Bill Clinton said oral sex wasn't sex, and now oral sex is a normal part of it. as a matter of fact, it has been normalized so much that if you go to the relationship group. Not all, just happen to be the ones that I belong to, but I don't know about the ones I don't belong to, but the ones <laughs> that I belong to, male and female, 
both say that without oral sex, there can be no relationship, no committed relationship. In that amount of time, a little over 20 years, our concepts of decency have been changed. I believe that is the danger of fake outrage. That is the danger of our media landscape right now and that these things happen because we as the electorate allow it to happen and as it was shared with me this morning we expect our elected officials to give us fantasy versus fact because we cannot this is said we cannot handle the fact so they give us fantasy and my suggestion to her was if that is the case, people take the path of least resistance. So won't they just give us more fantasy? Well, Angela, that's sort of where I'm going with the story. Won't it just give us more, you know, you and I have the conversation, life imitating uh, uh, art? Is life imitating art, art or is art imitating life? Well, it's the, nev- it's the conversation that never ends with you and I. I imagine if we live to be 100, we'll still be debating this uh, and have many, many, many uh, citable moments uh, to use as, as reference. Is it? Well, is it why is it a wild ride that more people care about Kim K's ten million dollar jewelry heist and know about it? I, I, I mark caring in Hillary Clinton's emails about her Goldman Sachs uh, speeches being leaked, put out for the public to see, and 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 really looking at them and seeing whether what she's been saying to us lines up with what she said to a rich friend. Are, are we are where are we at with this? Are we really worried about Donald Trump's uh, sexcapades from 11 years can ago? We accept, can we accept us as we truly are? And I well, ready or not, of, here we come. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's part of my thought because I, think, I always think about our children. So are we telling our children... No, you need to be this. You need to act this way. You need to say it that way. But when you come home, you can do this. Well, no, don't do that because, and I'm not sure if you know it, but most smart televisions now come with a microphone. Yes, I'm very aware of it. You know, I, I took a, a, a new media class. Uh, a couple of semesters ago, where we dove deeply into the things that make up our mass media society. We went extensively into uh, line, I mean, section by section, line by line of the Facebook agreement, which most of us have never read, let's face it. You know, all of these agreements that we sign in order to use these fabulous uh, Marvel's 
pushing our society so far ahead and helping us become better, faster, wiser human beings. Have you ever taken the time to read the 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 user agreement to these things? Yes, I'm very aware of uh, cookies and microphones and, you know, all of these things. They're getting even blatant with it now when you look at uh, – Amazon's, I think it's, it's called Echo, where this, they, they're literally sitting a device in the room with you to listen to your conversation, to get used to uh, the the sound of your voice, the turn, how you turn a phrase, every nuance of your voice, and begin to smart data you to respond to everything that you're talking about. So if I'm talking to my husband over dinner about, hmm, what do you think? Should we buy a new car? The thing is listening. And all of a sudden I would start to see all of these advertisements, not only about cars, but the specific cars I may have asked, I may have um, interjected into the conversation. Um Video, YouTube videos. Some of some of us, one of our favorite pastimes is just browsing through YouTube videos. Uh, I how those searches work, the algorithms behind those searches, how they work. If you if you just happen upon this one video, you'll get ten thousand more selections similar to that video within 30 seconds. So, yeah, I'm very familiar with and I and I live with a, a software programmer. I live with a techie. I love a techie. So, we have many 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 interesting conversations about technology at this at, at this point in well, our lives. That's the reason why I brought up who could withstand being hacked. None of today. us. Could you stand us, to to let carry yeah. cell phones? Absolutely. Could, would could you, you be okay with your porn selection being public knowledge? Because it is. Could you imagine someone hacking into your phone and you're with whomever, friend, lover, whatever the case may be, and whatever, and oh yeah, your cell phones have cameras in them, mm-hmm. depending on how you place your cell phone and what you're doing. You just imagine your cell phone, somebody hacking into you, not maybe uh, because of political reasons, because you're just a citizen, but because they figured out a way to hack into someone and your number came up and yours happened to be the one that they hacked into, and they happened to want to enjoy hearing or and or seeing whatever you was doing. There was a... Uh, there was a, I think it was a toddler or maybe even an infant that was in a room and the family had a baby monitor and it was mm-hmm. one that used the internet. And I don't remember whether it was the mom or the dad that heard a man's voice. And they start following the sound and it takes them, you know, they're kind of bewildered whichever one it was, and it takes them to their baby's room 
And through the baby monitor, and I, I don't recall what they had video. I, I think it did, but I'm not sure. It did. But through mm-hmm. the baby I've monitor. I've seen several of these stories, yeah. And the guy's talking to the baby. Someone, there's a, a pedophile who hacked into the, uh, the baby monitor and is somehow engaging in some type of dialogue or communication with this infant. And I thought, can there be anything more invasive than for someone to break into your home? Yep. And then to be engaging with your child? Now, your home used to be where you, you know, you were safe and secure. But that is not the case today. And as long as we have cell phones, and it will never be the case anymore. We are vulnerable. So how many of us could withstand our private self being made public? And, you know, as I was was saying, could could you withstand your porn search? Being made public, could you withstand uh, a, a, a private conversation between you and your spouse being put on your Facebook page? Could you? I mean, this this is just you know some of the nightmare scenarios that could a couple of strokes of a of a key could could be your reality. And there are many people that are having to deal with uh, medical hack, their their medical benefits having been hacked and given to somebody over in, let's say, our new favorite uh, hacking uh, predator right now, Russia. Uh, somebody over there spending up all of, you know, getting a kidney transplant on you. Mm-hmm. It's happening. And as we take our health our health records digitally, a lot more will happen. We'll hack into your medical records and put in your medical records that you have an illness or disorder that you don't have. It could happen. It probably will happen. Suppose suppose in Hillary Clinton's email, because they haven't gone gotten you know, haven't shifted through all of them yet. But right. suppose they found out that she really was had such and such an illness. And it did affect mental and or intellectual Cognitive abilities, yeah. I mean, that is a personal and medical thing. And federally protected area. (laughs) We have federal laws. Your HIPAA is is a federal situation. No one can tap into your medical record. Someone like WikiLeaks or Julian Assange. I mean, he's already under investigation for at least a couple of things. He's already released State Department secrets, DOD secrets. So it's kind of like the debate about guns and making more laws uh, for the the law-abiding citizens. At the gun debate today before I came to do the show, uh, Frank Hawkins made a comment with, well, if I'm law-abiding, why do I need this extra law? <laughs> and what about the person who's not law-abiding that's been getting the gun? How does this 
You say you want to keep guns out of the hands of people who shouldn't have it, but I'm law-abiding, so what's different? And I'm the one being punished for stuff that that non-law-abiding folks are doing. Absolutely. That's a good point. So, and and that was, if if you all didn't make it out to that meeting today, it really was informative. Uh, it had moments of passion because there were some folks there who had lost their, their uh, had relatives and associates who had lost their lives due to gun violence. And then you had the people on the other side that were saying, yeah, I know, but you're just doing it through emotion, though. Well, what is the emotion going to fix? Because if it's being done just to satisfy someone's emotion, I don't know if I'm down to support that, even though... Your emotion is valid. What does your emotion have to do with me? So in the era that we are in today and with everything, you know, people say they don't want to be involved in politics. Well, everything that you do just about has some type of politics associated with it. So you're involved one way or the other. Whether you Mm -hmm. vote or not, you are still involved in politics by your own making or someone else making for you. So fake outrage, outrage, it's sort of like having conversations and someone says, well, hey, what you just said offended me. And then the person who that was told to says, well, I'm offended that you're offended. (laughs) So where does it take us? What does it get us? And when it comes to politics, if we assume that both candidates or all candidates are lying, then how? what is the standard for whether this candidate is better than the other? Is it really and has it really come down to who has the best PR firm? Even though we know they're lying, they, we give them credit because they were able to get a better PR person. What I was told this morning is Donald Trump and or Hillary Clinton needs to hire the woman from Scandal, whose name I don't recall right now. She's busy. She's uh, already been hired by Angelina Jolie to to deal uh, with her okay. in, in her case. I guess they weren't fast enough. But that's what I was told this morning <laughs> and is that they one of them needs to hire her, and then whoever hires her, that's who we vote for because they're probably going to get out of it. And I just thought, but that seems that doesn't seem not like sol- the way that's it's not solving it. the issue. That's for sure. Because that just covered it up. Or if a person is smeared with feces, just because they wipe it off, they still stink. So, for myself, this is a little bit perplexing. That we are where we are That and reality Is what We don't want and we, But we will accept We will accept What is not reality In other words We'll accept the lies But don't give us the truth There seems to be something There seems to be something Not right with that Hmm. Here we are. are. But here we are in the middle of a mess. 
a real this is a real mess. But what do we tell our children? You know, it used to be be like honest Abe, George Washington, Dion. You know, that was the gold standard, right? Well, what is the gold standard now? Someone says, Rodney, we really need to redo our Constitution. And I says, you're right. I just don't know if I want to do it now because who do you trust that could actually do it? For the right reasons today Because And how do we know If everything that they're telling us Is false Or Maybe they do tell us something that's true But how do we differentiate Between what's the PR truth And what is the truth There used to be a song I think it was called Sticky Situations and it would say sticky situation, situation sticky. Well, we're in a sticky situation, man. The situation is sticky. We're being asked to choose between the two least light political figures in American history with one, to coin a phrase, out-trumping the other each day with the actual Trump out trumping Hillary right now. You'll have to wait and see what these emails turn up. And to reward someone for having a better PR, I'm just not sure that that's healthy for our country. And I definitely don't think it's healthy for our children because well, they didn't grow up acting one way but really being another it's almost like I met this person and they presented themselves this way, but right after we got married, I saw who they really were, and had I seen that beforehand, I wouldn't have oh, married Oh, man, them. why are you going to throw marriage under the bus like that? <laughs> why? No, it throw it under the bus, but it was, <laughs> it, you know, it's because this is our children. And however we are, our children tend to take it to another level. You know, people say, well, how can we have a Donald Trump? And I said, because we made him. That's how we got him. And I said, and if you think Donald was bad, because, you know, we thought uh, Mitt Romney was bad. And then before Mitt Romney, we thought, uh, who was it? King was bad. I was like, so it's each successive generation is worse than the previous. So whatever you think is bad now, wait till next election cycle if we don't do something to change this one. And someone says, well, it's too late to change this. I said, no, it's not too late. As the electorate, we do not have to accept either of the two. If anyone else was running against Hillary Clinton right now on the Republican side, Hillary Clinton would be the worst candidate in recorded history. So, you know, we're kind of playing fast and loose with good and bad, and then folks say, well, you got to pick the, the lesser of two evils. And I keep pointing out to them, but it's still evil. It's still can't we just get two rid of evils. Evil. So after you you get rid of one evil, you still have one evil left to deal with. 
that you just gave power to, a lot of power. Our show today was, I, I, I was actually going to talk about the vice presidential debate, but this came <laughs> up, and I thought, well, who actually <laughs> votes for the vice president? Most people probably don't even know who Hillary Clinton's running mate is, and they probably don't know who Donald Trump's running mate is. And if they did hmm. see Donald Trump's running mate, they would probably think they were looking at the human version of Johnny Quest, because he looks so much like one of the characters. And with Hillary Clinton's running mate, there's a TV character character that he looks like. I'm not able to bring up the name right now. And he even acted like that TV character during the debate because he was rude and obnoxious and he interrupted a lot, uh, playing up his look to that character. Now, I don't know if that was purposely done or not, but who even knows who they are? So typically people do not vote for the vice president. They're voting for the president. Years ago before the system changed, you voted for the president and you voted for the vice president separately. That, that's not how it works today. You get a ticket, and the top of the ticket is who you vote for, the president. So you have Donald Trump on one side, and you have Secretary Clinton on the other. You have Gary Johnson, and you have Jill Stein. Gary Johnson is, well, if y'all heard him, the old jokes about what happens to the brain when you smoke pot, there'll be a whole bunch of those. And with Jill Stein, just hasn't gotten any traction, even though I think she's the best candidate of the four. But she hasn't gotten any traction. Not to mention in Nevada, we're not, she's not on the ballot, so we, we're not able to vote for her. So that gives us three contenders that I know of. That's Gary Johnson, Hillary Clinton, and Donald Trump, with roughly 30 days before the election. Will Donald Trump be able to out-PR Hillary Clinton to win the nomination? Will Hillary Clinton be able to out-PR Donald Trump to win the nomination? And in all of this, as they talk about which one of them are worse, when have we heard them talk about what they would do for us, the people? And you that see, was going to be my only point about the... I, 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 that's the point, Dan. And all of this Trump tapes and Hillary emails and, you know, you said this about me on this morning talk show. When has anybody talked, addressed the issues and talked to the American people about their needs, what's going good and what's going bad and how they're going to fix it? We haven't, we're not even hearing that from the people at this point. When I go on Twitter, you know, uh, apparently the, the mass media is winning the, the conversation war, battle, or whatever you want to call it, because if Twitter is one of the few places where people can just say what's on their mind, you spend a lot of time talking about stuff that's not going to get us out the hole, and we are in the hole. And keep in mind, those Twitter feeds, that can be a part of your official record when you're looking for employment. Uh, be careful what you post any place 
and even if you're not posting it, if you're close to social media or someone with any type of media device, you are subject to being recorded. Think, just chew on that for a minute. Well, Angela, it's good to have you back in the air chair. Uh, We've had a robust discussion about the fake outrages, or I don't know if they're fake or not. I guess the title of the show was Fake Outrages, of Donald Clinton's uh, audio and videotape release and of the email dumped by Julian Assange of WikiLeaks uh, from Mrs. Clinton in about 30 days. And for some of us sooner, because early voting starts in Nevada, October 22nd. So there's roughly just a little over three weeks before we'll be deciding who the next leader of this country will be, who our next Congress and senators and city councilmen and county commissioners, state house officials, just the whole nine yards. We're going to make start making that decision October 22nd. What are you using to determine who you feel will best take care of the needs and desires of this country? And as you contemplate that, I would also ask that you contemplate the news media outlet. And I use the word news media, news, loosely. Because are they giving us the news or are they giving us their opinion? Are they giving us information or are they telling us how we should think? And if you're a Democrat, CNN and MSNBC, and if you're a Republican, Fox. I think this is hugely important because at a point, Though there may have always been biases We look to the news To give us information That we would base our decisions on Today The news Gives us Well Tells us what we should Decide This is an election All of them are important But this one does have A different air about it Because do we have free will in this country or are we being controlled similarly to a totalitarian regime like North Korea? Something that you want. And thank you all for listening to us. Now, Angela, since you haven't been on the air chair, give us uh, uh, your closing uh, comments and shut it down. Well, today is You know, the last day for us in Nevada to register to vote from now, after today, we will have to go, you know, physically do it, or um, I think we can still do it online. Uh, If you haven't registered to vote, register to vote, and um, stay woke. Not everything they're leading you to to, vote. be upset about is so with that being said make it a great week have a fabulous weekend and i'll see you next week well i'll hear you next week we'll talk next week whatever next week (laughs) all right everyone 
Angela, thanks for being on the show. We'll see you back next week. That would be 12.30 on the West Coast. And 3.30 out east. See you later. All right, everybody.